Hey guys, welcome to Parks and Rec episode number 19. I'm Chris. And I'm Yanni. And thank you for joining us, or joining us again for the first time. Joining us again for the first time? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's how people listen to podcasts now. Mm. Oh, I, I see what you did there. Isn't, isn't that what, what Poseidon does? I don't know. The finger? I, I don't know what Poseidon does, <laughs> and I'll never know, because guess what? What? It's time for our first look, last look, at Poseidon's Fury. Um, it was announced maybe like a month ago that Universal Studios was going to be closing this attraction at Universal Islands of Adventure. So we decided to go for one more walkthrough, because yes, this is a walkthrough attraction. It's not a ride. It's a show, isn't it? It's, it's a show, but you know, it all falls under the attraction umbrella. Uh, but yeah, I just I just saw that Universal classifies this as an action show. It's an action show, but yeah, uh, Islands of Adventure uh, opened in 1999, and Poseidon's Ferry, part of the Lost Continent section of the park. Uh, Lost Continent has been slowly shrinking as the Wizarding World of Harry Potter took over the Merlinwood section of Lost Continent, and uh, Lost Continent continuing to shrink down back in September of 2018 when they closed. The Sinbad stunt show that was there. Which is still there. Still there. The stage is there, but the stunt show no longer running. Was that something you ever did? Uh, no, I didn't even know it was a thing. I never did it either. Uh, I had an annual pass to the park at that time because I was already living in Orlando. And when I saw it was closing, I was like, oh, maybe that's something I should do. And I looked up reviews of it, and I was like, oh, I don't need to do that. So it's not something I ever experienced. I never even so far as went to watch like a video of it on YouTube. I was just like, oh, nobody seems to like this, so that's fine. Uh, I think like the closest to Simbad we've ever been to was when we went in line for Hagrid's. Yeah, for one of the early openings we got to go uh, through that, because that's where the extended queue goes. And the stage is still there, like everything is still set up. Like, it looks like they could start running that show again tomorrow, but I really don't expect them to ever want to do that. But what did we go see today? Besides Fury, I already said that. Oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we went through one last walk into the Temple of Poseidon. And this is kind of a divisive show. Like People either love this or hate this. And I have to say, before we kind of get into it, I do enjoy this. Mm -hmm. Um because this is something that's wholly just universal. It's not based off of anything. It's not an IP. Lost Continent was very much its own just myths and legends section of the park. And I think that kind of stuff should still exist in theme parks. Everyone loves original attractions, but they love them until they start getting replaced with other IP stuff, and then people love the IP more. Um, so we'll get to that eventually once we start wrapping things up because I told you there's some teases. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on Poseidon's Fury? Uh, I want to start off by saying that I love bad attractions and I don't love Poseidon's Fury. That's okay. Like, it's not great, but I think there's a lot of charm to it. And Poseidon's Fury actually just reopened last year, March of 2022, as of when we're recording this, because this is April of 2023 right now. When the parks closed for COVID, Poseidon's Fury never reopened with them. But then in 2022, it did reopen. 
and there weren't any big changes made to anything. They kind of cleaned some stuff up. They reconfigured some of the effects, so things were a little bit crisper, a little bit cleaner. But then to announce that they're closing it down a year later kind of comes as a surprise because this is something that people were excited when it did reopen. You know, those those fans that this is their fan favorite attraction. I, you see, you say that it's been revised, and I'm still going like this. Looks like it came from the '80s. And it never got updated. Like, some of those projections look kind of rough. The projections were a little bit rougher before. Like, there's only so much you can do when it's all laser lights and projections on water. Like, you can hope to just make it a little bit crisper. And they did, because it used to look fuzzy as all get out. <laughs> but I I do like this attraction because it is something that's very different from everything else that exists at Universal Studios or Universal Islands of Adventure. Not just because it's like its own thing, but there's no other things like this anywhere. Well, no, not anymore. Um, like, cling the closest thing to it in regards to Lost Continent was Dragon Challenge or Dueling Dragons. Dueling Dragons. Dragon Challenge was the yeah. Harry Potter update. But I remember really liking the Lost Continent when I was younger. And again, it could have been like, Dueling Dragons being like the star of it and being like such a good roller coaster. But even when I was younger, I was still like hesitant on Poseidon's Fury. I like the fountain that talks to you and spits water more than Poseidon's Fury. I mean, who knows how long that is for this world because with Poseidon's Fury closing, the only thing that's going to be left is going to be the store that's there, like the gift shop for Poseidon's Fury, which doesn't sell. Poseidon's Fury merchandise because they don't have any of it. Uh, Fire Eater's Grill. The Kebab Place. The Boutique, technically? Technically, yeah, the Boutique would be a part of it as well. But then, oh, maybe uh, Mythos, which we haven't eaten at yet. No. Would they still keep Mythos if they get rid of the Lost Continent? I mean, it was voted... The world's best theme park restaurant in 2014 or like something. Forever ago, um, they took the years off that side as they got further, <laughs> further away from. That's fine. It is somewhere that I want to go because I have heard good reviews of it. But it, it seems like slowly they're just kind of piecemealing this out into like nothing. Soon it will be the beastly kingdom, just a vague memory, it, possibly, uh, but. Let's head back into Poseidon's Fury itself, because the facade for this attraction is stunning. Like, it's a huge temple to the god Poseidon, and you see remnants of, like, his statue around. Like, you see, like, the trident, you see his gigantic foot. It's like the foot statue in Lost. Like, it just kind of looms there, and you're like, wow, what's that? I don't think I ever got to the foot statue in Lost, so thank you for the spoiler oh, for a that show was... that came out forever ago. It was, like, season three three or four i think it's whenever like some of the survivors go off on a raft to try to find find a a way off the island and there's like a giant statue of a foot Hmm. you find out what it is later on um yeah it's amazing like it's gorgeous and when you walk into the actual temple itself it takes a long time for your eyes to adjust because you go from that bright florida sun to very dark low lit tunnels because yeah you're supposed to be walking into excavated tunnels of a temple for the global research company 
I don't we, liter- we literally went like three hours we, ago. We were just there. But again, like, there's nothing that's too detailed about the story. It's an archaeological company is digging into this temple, and they basically hit a spot where it's like, oh, we can't do anything else. I hate that the facade and like the pre show portion of this ride show is better than the actual thing. Because I feel like the facade is so cool. And then you kind of get lukewarm fight scene with fire and water. Splash. I I feel everything that you get in the actual like showdown is very much on par with the opening scene where you're stuck in like the kind of antechamber and your guy Taylor can't find the professor who's supposed to be leading the tour. But, you know, Taylor can figure out enough. And in doing so discovers the ancient writings on the wall and by speaking those writing aloud uh, awakens the spirit of dark Anon, servant of the dark one sworn enemy of poseidon lazy writing <laughs> but then, and then you you go further in to find a way out if you will by going into the yes. temple deeper into the temple at which point you're tasked with finding poseidon's trident which your tour guide taylor does and the only way out, again, is to go further into the temple. And this is when you go through that amazing water tunnel, which is a great effect. Like, it is. It's super cool. But I'll then, give them that. It is a cool tunnel. That leads you into the final chamber where you now have uh, the battle between Poseidon and Darkanon, which, again, is laser projections, fire, and water effects. Nothing earth-shattering in there, but... I think everything's well done, and I don't think it's a bad way to spend, like, 15, 20 minutes of your day, Mm. because it is a break from being outside in the sun, going on roller coasters, going on, you know, like, your Spider-Man projection car rides. I think what I hate the most about Poseidon's Fury is that it has all the elements of stuff that I would love. Mm -hmm. Like, it has... A dark room, and suddenly you're in a new room. Like, that's reminiscent of Guardians of the Galaxy, like the pre-show where you're suddenly yeah, Ga- in... Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is like, we're teleporting you, is basically a direct lift of the yeah, effect that boo. they have it's... in Poseidon's Fury. So you would think that I would be like, holy crap, this is amazing. But I'm just like, oh, nice. It's very lukewarm, like, reception. And then it's just like a bunch of projections pointing... And then slow water flowing away. And then just here's a fire that's all the way out here. You're not even close enough to feel the burn kind Mm. of thing. So it just feels like you're very detached from the action. Versus like, even like the the Bourne Ultimate main? Bourne? The Bourne show. Bourne Sun show, yeah. Yeah, where even when you're watching the projections on the screen, you can't tell if it's a projection on the screen or if it's a real person. Mm-hmm. And you're still, like, using your brain trying to figure it out kind of thing. There there was hardly any thought in, in the uh, You're looking at something that opened, like, two years ago, though, versus something that opened in 1999. And they did reconfigure the show at one point. I don't have the date for that. Because ultimately it doesn't matter. Because originally the show was a, like showdown between Zeus and Darkanon. Wasn't it Poseidon and Zeus? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I could look it up, but I, I don't need to. <laughs> it's It doesn't matter at this point. Like It's already going away. I think 
the only reason they did like do the reconfiguring of the effects because they didn't redo any of the animation itself mm, but no. is for whatever will be coming in because I think they're going to keep most of it as is but I'll just get like a new IP put into it. Ooh, is this the part where you tell me the possibilities? Yes, because, well, what did you ask when we were walking out of Poseidon Sphere? I think that's the best way to kind of like start this off. So I was wondering how they were going to keep the Lost Continent. Because after Poseidon Sphere goes away, you you have nothing. Like, mm-hmm. you have no attraction in there. You have the, the shops, which are not knockouts. And the the restaurant. And the fountain. And the fountain, I guess, yes. <laughs> um, but what's heavily rumored to be coming into Lost Continent is actually going to be an extension of the Nintendo. Oh. Like the Super Nintendo one. Uh, but it's going to be a section of the park themed to the Legend of Zelda. <gasps> and I don't know how much of the show is ad-libbed or how much of it is actually like scripted uh, but at one point today taylor did mention something about how the temple was reminiscent of something from legend of zelda mm, eh? Eh? and no. i don't know how much of that is just like oh we're we're nudging you like we we hear the rumors too we know or how much of it is like easter egg like hey here's what it is setting up because again nothing been confirmed mm-hmm. um, but i think that would be cool and that would probably be a good use of the space and still kind of keep the main bulk of like the the atmosphere and the environment there without having to like redo too much of it. See, I never played Legend of Zelda. All I have is just what other people have told me and like screen saves mm-hmm. of the game. So I'd be really excited, even as someone who has never played it, hmm. if it was Legend of Zelda. Okay. What else you got? Is that like the main rumor? That's the, yeah, that's like the main. Like, everyone's saying this is what it's going to be, which is possible. I mean, time will tell. We'll see. Um, Universal has done some kind of, like, sneak peeks with stuff coming out when they've closed previous attractions. Example, when they closed Shrek 4D, uh, they put up the video of, like, the onion being taken away and then a banana being put down. Mm -hmm. At that point, it had already been rumored that there was going to be a minions attraction coming in and literally as soon as those construction walls went up there were like bananas and minions all over it so Mm -hmm. yes of course but yeah i i would definitely be down for legend of zelda um especially because it would be something brand new yeah we already have super nintendo land at universal studios hollywood it's also universal studios japan it'd be cool to get something that no other park has yet Mm -hmm. that they might get down the down the road, like down the timeline, uh, while we're still waiting for our actual Super Nintendo land to open up with Epic Universe. And whatever it is, it'll be up sooner than anything Disney pulls up. True, 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 true. But yeah, so final, any final thoughts? You know, I do have on one. Yeah. I do have one. Um, you know when Shrek 4D closed, the day it closed down, and people were just like treating it like an, any other day, and the wait times weren't that low? Mm-hmm. We walked in with 15-minute tours. We walked away, and the tour was still 15 minutes to see the next show kind of thing. Just imagine this at Disney, and the attraction closing down, and all the wait times. And you kind of see, like, where the fans for an attraction are. Yeah. But, again, this isn't 
a, a huge following. This is a fan favorite one. I mean, you didn't see that really happen when Primeval World closed down. That's true. Either, though. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, again, it could be because these aren't IP-based rides or shows. It's just something that's there as a people eater. And I mean, for that point, yeah, it only had a 15-minute wait, like, the entire time we are at Universal. But each one of those 15-minute shows eats about, like, 100-something people, probably. So it's people that aren't in line for, like, Velocicoaster or Hagrid's. True. Forbidden Journey. Now we don't have a show over an island, so I wonder how that's going to shift all that time. Oh, no. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. And hopefully, we'll see you next time when we record about something else. Maybe it'll finally be the Epcot Flower and Garden episode. Maybe. Who knows? But until then, make sure you're following us on all of our social medias. We're always going to be parked and wrecked over there. Uh, follow along on our Instagram. You'll get a little sneak peek about what we're going to be talking about for each show. Yeah, and until then, bye. <laughs>